huge opportunity on job growth, huge opportunity for us to be the global leader on this with thousands and thousands of new jobs created, very high wages, which is I'm excited about. This isn't going to displace jobs. This is going to create jobs if we're smart about it. Welcome to the Regulating AI podcast. Join host Sanjay Puri as he explores the dynamic and developing world of artificial intelligence governance. Each episode features deep dives with global leaders at the forefront of regulating AI responsibly, tackling the challenges using AI can bring about head-on and enabling balance without hindering innovation. Welcome to the Regulating AI podcast. Artificial intelligence AI stands at the forefront of technological evolution, with experts predicting that it could add trillions of dollars to our GDP but it could also negatively impact our workforce and national security. So how do we regulate it without stifling innovation? The U.S. Congress is currently working to put up a legislative framework around AI. This has resulted in multiple hearings, listening sessions, and over-fundrate proposed bills. President Biden also issued a sweeping executive order on October 30th regarding AI. Our podcast features insights from various perspectives, from industry leaders, government officials, to advocacy groups. And together, they try to address the pivotal questions that are needed to create practical legislation. I'm very excited to have former Governor Terry McAuliffe with us today. He was the 72nd governor of Virginia. I invited him on this show as he brings a unique perspective to this debate. As the former head of the Democratic National Committee, He understands national politics. As a former governor, he understands state politics, but he also brings an entrepreneur's view to this debate. Welcome, Terry. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on our Regulating AI podcast. Thank you, Sanjay. Honored to be with you. Wonderful. Terry, President Biden announced a sweeping executive order on October 30th. The EO imposed testing requirements on large AI developers, provided mandates for managing content, protecting our infrastructure, and covered many other areas. What are your thoughts on this executive order, Terry? First of all, I like it. I give the president of the administration tremendous credit. I remember back when I was the governor of Virginia and chairman of the National Governors Association, we dealt with similar issues of AI with cybersecurity. I made cybersecurity sort of the framework in Virginia. We became the number one state in America for cybersecurity companies. I was the first state to stand up the NIST framework and do what we needed to do. And this is very similar with AI. We need leadership out of the federal government. What you don't want is 50 different states with 50 different types of legislation. It will stifle entrepreneurship. It'll make it very difficult to be successful, to create jobs and do and take AI to the next level. So I thought the president's executive order I thought it was a very deft approach. It has carrots, it has sticks in it. He wants to make sure AI is done, that it's safe, secure, and transparent. We want to continue the entrepreneurship about it. But we also got to, at the same time, protect to make sure that it's being done in a way that individuals are safe, that we're keeping our national security interests secure. And I think what the president's done is laid out the executive order. But I remind you, when I was governor, my executive order ended when I left. The next governor can change it. When the president leaves, the executive order could go away with the next president. That's not good for AI. We need, for AI, we need to know where we're going to be 20, 30, 40, 50 years from today, and we can't keep changing the standards. That's why Congress, 
And I believe Congress is not going to do this year, but next year we're going to get some comprehensive reform. I know Chuck Schumer, he's been having his different AI forums and bringing folks in. They'll get legislation next year. And that's good. It's important. And then we need to work with the EU with our framework to get their framework so we're all moving together nicely around the globe. Oh, Terry, that was uh, very comprehensive and very, very helpful. Thanks so much. Terry, what are your big concerns about AI? Yeah, I think like most citizens, if you look at the post data today, most people have heard of AI. More people are scared of it than think it will be helpful. They're worried about it displacing jobs and so forth. You know, those are concerns anytime you have new technologies. That's why I want to see Congress enact legislation and work with the administration on the executive order. Let's put it under the National Science Foundation, which is being proposed with a under a NIST framework. I like that. But you do worry, Sanjay. I mean, I worry about a presidential election coming up, the deep fake, the false information. Someone sent me a Joe Biden commercial the other day that was totally false. Everything mm. he said was incorrect, and it was AI generated. So going into a presidential, I am concerned. You know, I think we need disclaimers on the bottom of these commercials. That, hey, this was generated by AI. But, you know, I worry about that. Of course, we all worry about our intelligence defense areas, protecting our nuclear capabilities. So let's make sure that we have some guardrails around AI and do it in such a way to keep it safe and secure and transparent. But at the same time, we don't want to stifle entrepreneurship. We need, we need to be the global leader, not China, not Russia, not Iran. And that's what we need to be concerned about. So we need to continue to do the entrepreneurship. All of the great technologies and what we're embedding in these chips are coming from America, a lot of it, that are being produced over in Taiwan. So I am concerned long-term, and that's why I'm so happy we finally got a chip bill here in America. It is so much needed to protect ourselves as mm -hmm. it relates to Taiwan going forward. Well, those are pretty comprehensive perspectives. Terry, some members of Congress have proposed a separate regulatory agency for AI. Do you think that's a great path for us to move towards? I do. I think we need some agency, something in charge that is coordinating all these different activities. I know, you know, Congress are proposing doing it through the NSF and working with NISC on that. And I like that. I think there's one place everybody needs to go. I want to make sure also as it relates to artificial intelligence, right now we got the big companies of Google and Microsoft and a few others, maybe five or six companies. I want to make sure as we go forward that small business opportunities exist so that we can create hundreds and thousands of new jobs in this space. If I were governor today of Virginia, just like I did in cybersecurity, I would now make sure through our education system that we're teaching artificial intelligence like cyber, begin the concepts in grade school and kindergarten, going all the way through, giving scholarships to anybody who is willing to go get a three or four year degree. We'll pay for it at the state. So I'm excited, Sanjay, about the huge opportunities. But we do need to have some entity that is helping to coordinate all this, to give guidelines as we go forward. So I do support that. As long as it's done in a way, I don't want to see over-regulation. I don't want to see stifling of entrepreneurship. But, you know, we can do this. We're the United States of America. You made some two very important points, Terry. One, which I've never heard before. One is teaching AI even as early as kindergarten like you did at cyber. People have talked about education of AI maybe in college and stuff like that. But you believe that we really need to start way earlier than that, oh. right? Yeah, listen. You're the first person who said that, by the way. What's that? 
You're the first person who has said that, by the way. Oh, absolutely. If I were governor, I would be doing this. I did this in cybersecurity. Yeah. I was the cyber governor of the year. But I mean, first of all, I had to protect all of the data for our citizens, Virginia. You don't want to be a governor that has a massive cybersecurity breach, which happened in South Carolina and other states. You don't want that. Second of all, I viewed it as when I left office contract, I think I had 88,000 open jobs. Starting wow. pay was like $95,000 a year. So I wanted cybersecurity companies to be recruited to Virginia, all parts of Virginia. They're not going to come unless I could give them a workforce. Same thing with AI. So if I were governor today, I would have a scholarship program, you know, three-year degree like I did with cyber. We'll pay 100% of the freight. But guess what? You're going to stay in Virginia. You're going to make $100,000 a year. I get my tax money back immediately by the taxes you're paying by these big new jobs. So this is what we need to be doing. Number two, we need to make sure the H-1B visa program, which the president talks about in the executive order, is reformed. We need to recruit talent from all over the globe to come here to America. We need to lead. I'm just so excited about the applications of AI and cancer treatment, science, medicines, and so mm -hmm. forth. You know, whoever's going to get this done is going to be the leader of the globe for the next 50 years. So what you're proposing is a scholarship for AI, which I think is a very innovative thing which nobody has talked about. And you're yep. also saying our immigration system should be more welcoming of talent, which President Biden also talked about in the EO, as you know. If I were president, I'd work with Congress today to reform that. Let's recruit the brightest minds around the globe. Let's get them here to America. Let's educate them here. If they're already educated, let's get a visa program going so we can come here and we mm -hmm. can build the most robust AI infrastructure in the entire globe. That's what I get excited about. And I say I did this with cyber when I became chairman of the national governors. I got all my 50 governors. We all got together because if I do a good job on cyber in Virginia, it doesn't do me any good, uh, Sanjay, that if another state's not doing anything, we have the same healthcare provider. They could come in through another state's healthcare system and access Virginia's citizens. So this has to be done collectively. So huge opportunity on job growth, huge opportunity for us to be the global leader on this. Thousands and thousands of new jobs created. Very high wages, which is, I'm excited about. This isn't going to displace jobs. This is going to create jobs if we're smart about it. That's a great perspective. Looking to make the most out of AI advancements and innovation? Visit regulatingai.org to learn more about how best to optimize the use and integration of AI. And sign up for the Regulating AI newsletter to keep up to date with the latest in AI governance and regulation. So one last question for you is, you talked about two things, which is regulatory capture by these big companies. And you also want small companies and other people to have a seat at the table. How do we manage that? Because these big companies have obviously got large lobbies and they're saying, regulate us, regulate us. And you have had experience with this. So just in brief, your last parting thoughts on this. See, I love the entrepreneurship. I'm a young kid who, you know, I had to pay for my own college. So I started my first business when I was 14 years old, seeing yeah. driveways and parking lots. And I was mm -hmm. the youngest bank chairman in my 20s in American history. So I love entrepreneurship. We need to make sure that, and, and I know the president, administration, and I know Congress, obviously, is also interested, is this cannot be totally monopolized by just a handful of companies. This has to be an opportunity to be broad-based in rural parts of our country, all over urban, rural, 
this has to be a huge job. You cannot do that unless you're incentivizing small businesses. And that just doesn't mean that these big companies, Google and and Microsoft, go buy small companies. That's not the answer. There is a way that we can do this to incentivize small businesses to be part of this huge growth. The demand is going to be huge. And I think we really need, as we go forward, to make sure that everybody is taking part of this exciting new AI and what it will mean for job growth and opportunities. Wonderful. Governor, thank you so much for taking the time and for your insight. And we'll continue this dialogue in the future with you. Thank you so much, Governor. I'll just say at the end, this is such a national security issue as well. I've talked a lot about generation, but as it relates to China and other nations, we, we, America, we have to lead on this. That's a very important final words. We need to lead on this. Uh, And we will continue this dialogue. Thank you so much, Governor, for the time. Thanks for tuning in to the Regulating AI Innovate Responsibly podcast. You'll find links in the show notes to any resources mentioned on the show. If you're enjoying our podcast, please subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and leave us a five-star review.